you're listening to the Normalized Magic Podcast. Let's get weird. Okay, so first we're going to say that we literally are sitting in a bar. Having lunch. And our food just came. So there's going to be ambient background noise and possibly a dishwasher or chat with a bartender in between. (laughs) Try to limit the chewing for those of us with the misophonia. Yeah. With the what? Misophonia. That's the really crazy sound like reaction you have to people eating food or making sounds with their mouth like talking to me thing (laughs) (laughs) chewing ice slurping eating in general oh my god okay well yes so for those of you who have that problem sorry we'll do our best but i showed you that tiktok yep by all things woo and she was talking about dead timelines and you know, I had a night last night, mm-hmm. and I feel like that TikTok really spoke to what I was feeling because it was like, okay, you've been doing all this work to shift into your new paradigm, into your new timeline, and then you end up someplace that's not aligned with your timeline, and you suddenly feel like really sad, really depressed, like crying a lot, and just feeling really out of alignment. Right. And that just kind of clicked for me that was like okay that makes sense because a lot of us are feeling this right now where we're like partially living in a whole new different place but then still having to interface with the old timeline which feels like it doesn't even have oxygen in it that's a good way to talk about it i've been feeling that too with um different people in my life and uh friends and stuff where it feels like all of a sudden there's a been a distinct shift where it just almost doesn't make sense. Like, are they a different person? What happened? Did mm-hmm. I grow that much in a weekend? Mm-hmm. Like, it leaves you feeling um, a little lost, like dazed and confused. Yeah. And irritated. Definitely irritated. And because we're in cancer season, sad. <laughs> you know, with my cancer rising, I've been crying so much, and it's just so obnoxious. <laughs> but I have just... feelings, but I'm not crying. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> What's that's, my that's earth sign friend? It's a me thing. <laughs> just like, like, look, I have feelings, but I'm not being totally ridiculous my about Capricorn, them. My Capricorn moon is like, I'm sorry, let's just work more. Who wants feelings? Capricorn moon, like... Ladies, everything tastes good? Mm-hmm. Say hi to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Hi! <laughs> that's Nick. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, your earth signs are like, no, we don't cry about it. Mm-mm. But we'll have feelings. We have deep feelings. We just don't like to express the tears. I don't like crying either, though. Yeah. I hate it. But I think that's conditioning. That could be, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, it feels good after, sort of. Whatever. Anyway, so we were talking about that. And based off of last night, we had the channeling, mm-hmm. the new moon channeling. And we have that specific date of July 5th. Yes. Which, sorry, <laughs> I have ice in my mouth. Ice. Ice. Oh, yeah. My drink. Um, yes, yeah, so on July 5th is when CERN is filing up, filing, fueling up the um, collider again, and they're apparently also doing it the highest strength that's ever been done before. Hi. Just pause Hello. for a second on that. Just a little. Who? Just a little. Not Okay. You need someone for a view order or something? We wanted to drop off information for uh, online so CERN's firing up on July 5th at the highest um, like PowerPoint, I don't know what they would call it, that they've ever done in any of their previous experiments with the Hydron Collider. And I think I said that right, but it's Collider. Um, 
And so, you know, in, in 2012, it was what many people have led to believe kind of moved us through different timelines or potentially even parallel universes, depending on who you ask. That's when the Mandela effect started. You know, some of our favorite conversations you and I have are, is it Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears? Yeah. So that is when all of that, you know, kind of came into play. So with them doing this on July 5th, um, we're talking about in the channel last night was being really focused about the details that we want in our timelines or in our lives, because this is a very potent energetic portal on top of the CERN, um, you know, thing happening. And then what does that mean for us? Like, what can we use that power and energy for? Yeah, and the, the I think the one of the biggest, like, points that was made with that, though, is not to manifest for the collective. Yes, which seems counterintuitive to everybody right now. It does. Which is, we should be more concerned about the collective, because look at all the things that are happening. And how do we not invest in seeing a better world come through the collective eyes? Um, but they said that's actually a misuse of this time. Of, of that power or the, the direction of putting your energy towards something. Well, it's got to be for yourself. I think the explanation of it made a lot of sense as far as like creating a vast manifest as, a for, as opposed mm-hmm. to a specific manifest. Right. So like if you say, oh, like, you know, I want, I want everyone to be happy and free and I want, you know, this collective thing to manifest, it's way too broad. You're giving no, like no parameters to your search engine. And instead of like using the portal to basically create more chaos, mm-hmm. because if you say, oh, I want this to happen, that could happen in a million different ways that you won't be happy with. Right. So instead, focus on your own life mm-hmm. and your own timeline, which brings us back to that TikTok. Right. Because it's like, OK, I am already populating that timeline and it already feels good sometimes. Right. And so the times when it doesn't feel good, that's what we need to look at. How do we make an adjustment? And I think, didn't she reference about, like, the environment around you? I think it's interesting to think about it from an environment. Mm Because we tend to say that's only the collective. Like, the environment is somebody else's issue. It's the external. Yeah. But it's also that bubble you're living in. Yeah. That you're putting your energy in every day. Like, you may have already done all the work you need to do to be in this timeline, but your environment is preventing, prohibiting yes. you from being in it fully. So there's still action yes. to be done on your part. The hardest um, one. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I'm looking back at our notes from last night, and some of that was around, um, you know, again, the details, like taking the time with the new information, making your plans and your course of action as an individual, um, and what you need to do to, to move through that, which I think is, again, feels counterintuitive to some people at this time. But if you look around, are you comfortable with your environment? No. Is it working for you? <laughs> is it working for you? Are the, are the right people there? Or, you know, like, what else needs to be adjusted to fit the next? It feels like, it feels like with all of the movement we've been doing and all of the growth and the choices we've been making, we've done this rapid amount of transition and change, but we're still, like, running really fast and haven't noticed how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And we're still in containers that are too small for us. And so it's like, if you were going to grow into the next phase, you need a bigger container. Not one that fits just right. This is not like a Goldilocks kind of environment. You need one to grow into. Right. Like, that's how I try to think about it in my mind. Is, right. Is this going to work? Is it going to even help me? Hmm. Can it even meet me where I am at right now? So let alone, is it even serving me? Right. Can it even meet me in order to serve me? Well, and I think that also goes into believing in what you're actually asking for. Because mm. that was a big point in it, too, where it's like, okay, it's not enough to want to believe something if you don't fully believe it throughout every cell in your body you're not going to be able to create at all 
that was a really big point that was made. I yes, I'm scanning for that right now <laughs> because I there was something that was said and specifically that I think was noteworthy for people to like shift the way they think about it. But essentially, it boiled down to any little piece of doubt that you have about your own power, your yeah. own sovereignty, your own ability to manifest and create change for your own life. Right will prevent you from seeing that happen. Right. It's like the princess in the pea. It's always my story for everything. The little tiny pea under all the mattresses, right? In that mm-hmm. old story. It's like that tiniest thing prevented her from even like resting and sleeping. Right? Yeah. So it's like the smallest thing can keep you um, off course. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because again, like those of, those of the people, like the people in the normalized magic community, we've been doing this for years. We've been talking about it for years. But, like, all of a sudden, the shift happened, mm-hmm. and it's, like, not just talking about it. It's actually being in it. And there was a, I think there was a really good point being made that was, like, you you just have too much programming still, even if you're aware of this, because you don't believe in your own power to, right. to do these things. You still have that. So it's, like, just focus on your own self right now. Stop trying to do things in the collective, because mm-hmm. you're ultimately going to just overwhelm the system and create something you don't even want right. while, you know... I thought your AI art analogy was really good when you used it last night yeah. about how that new program that you've been testing. Yeah. And about how when you put in the prompt of what you're looking for, you get the different responses. Yes. And when you and I, you tested it with me the other day and to see how we thought was very clear input. It was not. Dragon, Valkyrie, and a fire. And how the Valkyrie wasn't there, but then we had all these weird different visuals of dragons around fires. Yeah. And so it's like it really shows you right yeah. like you have to be super specific in order for it to spit out which is and i'm not in any way saying that the universe or that even the quantum field is ai but it operates in a similar way that that type of consciousness and its response to us has to do the same thing so it's getting I, I don't think that calling it ai is off base honestly true true because it responds to us and learns through us right isn't that what the universe does absolutely it responds to what you put out. Now, like, religion says, no. Right. Religion says that's not true. Right. And that's not a thing. And I actually was listening to somebody talk about how... Um, um, I was talking to somebody talking about how... Um, all of the power in religion is relegated to one white man, yes. God, his son, Jesus, yes. and then a ghost. Yes. <laughs> and women are completely taken out of the equation and are just vessels for creating more life. We're like incubators. And if you notice the way the narrative has been spun and manipulated and mistranslated throughout centuries in order to prove point, it's okay if you want But if you look at how those narratives have been moved around, um, every single woman that's ever spoken about is always looked at through the tone of either being a whore mm-hmm. Um or some other sort of trend. Like, they're, they, they don't look at women favorably. No. You know, like, um, for example, so for anybody that doesn't know me or has never followed along my story, and most of you wouldn't have, um, I grew up with my dad being a pastor. And in fact, everybody in our family tree, grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather. So, like, I'm aware of at least stories and a lot of the religious constructs. Um, but if you look at even like um, Abraham and Sarah, who were supposed to be basically like the parents of 
Israel, right? The, the nation of Israel. She was barren, and it was always her fault. It was never his. She was always listed as she's the one that's barren. They couldn't have children because she was barren. Um, and eventually they had a kid at, like, apparently 95, but who knows what these stories are. Sounds terrible. But at the end of the day, my point here is, is it's always about turning the story back on the woman. Mm-hmm. It's always the woman's fault. So, again, it's... Um, it's never about, like, even if they talk about the people that were quote-unquote righteous in religious stories, it, they were always men. Yeah, always men. Always men. Lot's wife got turned into a pillar of salt because she didn't listen. So she got turned into salt. Or, you know, like, it's just go through the list. It's just a laundry list of, you know, it was always the women's fault. This is going to be a wild left turn. Okay, I'm here for it. About aliens. Mm, one of my favorite subjects. And pillars of salt. Okay. So I don't know if you... Um, so there is documentation mm-hmm. of an alien attack mm-hmm. on U.S. forces in Siberia. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I did read the actual source document. Okay. Did you read this? I have not. You're gonna, oh my you God, beat, you're going you to fucking love this gun. Okay. And so I know that we're pivoting off biblical stories, but just wait. It, it'll, it'll, come, it'll, come through. it'll come through. That's what she said. Okay. So apparently, um, according to like the three eyewitnesses who survived it, these saucer-like crafts appeared within their view. Out of a confusion and mistake, they fired upon the saucer. Making it fall down. Okay. Out of the saucer came three humanoid or a few more humanoid beings who joined together in a triangle formation, turned into a pillar of light, and attacked them and turned those that their laser uh-huh. hit into salt. Interesting. Or stone. One of the. Well, this is a very fascinating rabbit hole that I like to go down. Yes. Because. <laughs> because. Um. I got I got to go find the book. There's there's a book and I cannot remember the name of it, but basically there's this dude who, you know, was a preacher for his whole life and had studied, you know, different theological things and biblical text and had found himself crossing through the transition which many of us have of going, mm, something isn't right here, I need to dig in deeper because when he started translating text text, especially like in Genesis in the Old Testament, things weren't tracking. Mm-hmm. Things didn't sync. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, he's written a book because he's gone in and found more original texts and has, like, basically, let's just say, like, rewound the tape, if you will, before the Bible is what we know it to be today, and actually looked at the source text. And this is actually what we deem, what we deem as aliens, which are star beings or people that are not of Earth. Non-Earth no, entities. That were actually all of these different groupings, um, which are what are now referred to as the names of God. So like the Elohim, all of these different things are in there. And you can actually track back on these stories, including the one which is Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot's wife being turned into salt. So this is fascinating because these were two beings that appeared out of nowhere, which they deemed quote-unquote angelic. Yes. Because that was the only term anybody used mm-hmm. or construct. Mm-hmm. And um, that whole story was never about what that story is portrayed for it to it be. It makes total sense. At all. Yes. So basically, also, gotta I'm love humans who are like, oh, we're <laughs> shooting at you, but you're the worst for retaliating after we shot your ship. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, they've exhibited violence. You shot at them first. Why do we always have to shoot everything? Welcome to America. Oh my God. It's like, 
What's the best way to make something mad? Shoot it. You don't even ask a fucking question first. It's like, pew, pew, pew. I'm such a big, strong American man. Does it like, remind you of our conversation before we even started the podcast? Which one? <laughs> um, abusive behavior. Narcissistic behavior. Yes. It's, I'm going to sit here and poke you with this until you're so gaslit and so hurt and so triggered and so confused it's the same thing yeah one's one's an actual weapon like, that shoots something i realized that i shot you unprovoked but i didn't understand what you were and i don't know how to use my words but now i've shot at you and you've shot at me and we are at war I'm happy if they make more salt. You know what salt works for? Salt it's great is a on great food. mineral. It's wonderful. Wonderful. It's also good on the rim of a glass with a margarita. It certainly is. I love salt on everything. So we have more salt, more fresh water. Like, all those things are great. Even more stones. I like stones. Stones are good. So, okay. Also, here's your next left turn. Talking about stones. <laughs> in So last night's channeling, I did not get to this question, but it was sent in by one of our members. Mm-hmm. And she had had a, um, a dream, and or I think it was a dream, but one of her guides said to her this, and let's hope I get it right. Plant seeds, plant seeds in the river, and you will grow rocks. And she was, like, trying to overanalyze this, and, like, right. that's why she wanted to bring it up in channeling. We didn't get to it, because obviously we got into a lot of things <laughs> last night. Um, but we brought it up again in small group during coffee and coaching this morning and walked through it again. And she actually got more insight on that. And like, we all just kind of sat with it for a second, <clears throat> sit with that for a second, plant your seeds in the river mm. and you'll grow rocks. It's literally saying what you put your energy into the medium. That's what's going to make it grow. Ooh. You plant seeds in soil. You don't plant them in a running river. Right. That'll just take them out to sea. Mm. But if you plant your seeds in soil, you know what's going to happen. They'll grow. They'll grow. So yeah. stop putting your energy into things that aren't ever meant to assist you and support you in your growth. Mm. And it doesn't mean that they're bad. There's nothing wrong with the river that it's not a bed of soil. Right. Just like stop planting shit there and then being mad that when it, it doesn't work. grow. It's like it's not ever meant to grow there. And I think that's the message that keeps smacking us in the head right now. That's like stop putting your energy where your energy cannot be supported. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't have to start fights about it. It's just like, you're, you're no longer loved here. And that's why, that's why our whole like conversation before we started recording was about, because like, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. It's like, I've been putting so much of my energy into this and it's so demoralizing, like after over and over and over, over again to feel like nothing's happened. Well, this feels a lot like, um, <clears throat> you and I've had this conversation for the two years that we've known each other and we have it repeatedly. Um, and I'll speak for myself for a moment where I continue to default into patterns where I'm giving to people and putting energy into people um, where there's not like a return, right? And uh, th- this is what kind of reminds me of what you're saying here mm-hmm. is being really conscious now of where any measure of your energy is going, anything. Any little thing. Anything. And it's like, um, you know, for the last week or so, how long's it been? At least ten days. I am like either sitting in my bedroom, chilling out in my chair, watching TV, or having a snack or whatever, going to sleep early because I like to do that sometimes, or I'm in my office. And beyond that, I have not been able to step out of that bubble except for like hang out with you and see you and kind of things. 
um, and it's felt really, really good because I don't feel isolated. I'm not having an emotional thing where I feel I'm isolating and hermiting. Yeah. It feels like incubating. Mm. It feels protective. Like you're like, it, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and I will say that since I've been doing that and I stopped worrying about how everybody else feels about every little possible thing that I'm doing. Less. Like, oh, uh, somebody upset because I'm like not talking today or whatever. I've had more clarity in things that need to be done or places I'm going or things that I want than I've had um, in a really long time, actually. Because I pulled my energy back from putting it in places that weren't nourishing it or or returning it. And literally can't grow your seeds. Right, right. Yeah, and I I think that, like, if we can take anything away from, like, that, and thank you to the member who shared that because I feel like it's something I'm going to be using a lot because... We, we are predisposed to continue mm-hmm. trying. And what do we say when it doesn't work? It's our fault. Right. But it's like if you are putting something amazing into something that it doesn't fit with, again, right. it's, a dead, it's a dead timeline. Just to kind of loop it all back together, it's, if you're trying to plant seeds in your dead timeline, mm. there's nothing fertile there for it to no. stick into mm-hmm. or nutrition for it to grow. So stop planting things in the dead timeline. And as we move towards Monday, which I think is the day, right? Monday's July 5th? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. Close. Yeah, we've got that weird, quote-unquote, holiday on yes. Monday. Um, yay. Mm. Um, so on Tuesday is July 5th, and like we as a group in the Normalized mm-hmm. Magic group are like, okay, we're going to really focus from now until then, and especially on that day, and like this new timeline we've created, mm-hmm. and stop trying to pull all the dead shit in with us. Absolutely. Because it's really dragging us down. Mm-mm. It's decision time on that. And I feel for myself too like this is the hardest part right Mm -hmm. to like let that all go because it's scary but what happens on the other side of it if you're just like hey I don't want to do this anymore when you say hey I don't want to do this anymore that's you telling the universe time to pull in some more fucking options because Mm -hmm. I don't want to play this weird game anymore no bring along the dirt (laughs) tired of planting shit in the river right rivers for sailing on (laughs) <laughs> we're looking at I expect this on a t-shirt soon yes I'm loving it I feel like we're like good good close. I think we're yeah. good so um I just want to say that this was our first episode and we'll have better sound quality for future ones but yes. we will also have similarly not good sound quality for many episodes yeah. because we've all we've both decided that we do some of our best chats while we're at sitting the at a bar um, and a couple of glasses in. Yep. So if you've enjoyed this so far, you know, go ahead and follow us and see what we get into. This was, this was like a super ADHD episode. That's okay. And I'm I think it's a good, good I think it. it's a good start. It's a good yeah. start. I'm sure they'll all be that way. You and I are really good at doing spaghetti. And I don't like to stick to a plan. No, it's fine. No, we're good. All right. Well, bye. 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 made it to the end so you're definitely a friend make sure to like and follow and give yourself a good smudge later